This week on the Push for Lows podcast, presented by Bear Bells, is being injury prone a real thing? We chat about Louis Farouk's anorexia documentary and the scope of practice about this. Also, stupid things, one in lucky Instagram I got both me and Dan trolling. Three, two, one. Dan just went live. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tomo. What's going on, You're good. Fresh off a Instagram live video. Yeah, you were. So I was like, yeah, I thought I'd do it before the podcast. Uh, it's more important than the podcast, so do it first. Wow. Uh, yeah, mate. So yeah, it was good. Had a few people ask me some questions. I think they all listened to the podcast, so you know, it's nothing they haven't already heard. <laughs> so all my real fans were there, so that's great. Um, yeah, that was it really. Other than that, uh, I'm good, mate. How about yourself? Other than wearing a hat inside, like a fucking douchebag. Because uh, I didn't want to offend you with my hair, but it's a bit long at the moment. As we know, Dan has lots, so I thought I'd hide it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't wear hats. I, I'm just jealous because I can't wear hats. Like I'm not a hat guy. Like you know, some people, some people just aren't made to wear hats. That's me. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably not, but I just wear hats because when my hair's all weird, then it's all greasy because it's long greasy long i'm gonna have a little uh yeah so i'm gonna go have a little haircut this week and a Mm -hmm. a barber trim apparently on my beard because uh dan wanted to dan inquired about that earlier in our pre pre, in our pre-show uh meeting um but it's because it's quite it's quite (laughs) luscious it looks it's quite it's quite you know it's quite a handful there so i just thought well it must take more than just yourself to keep it trim and looking good so i assumed you had someone rub beard oil into it mate I, i have had beard oil before given to me by a ex-client of yours, I believe. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it was great. If, if you're a uh, man with a beard, a beardy man, um, go get some beard oil. It is lush. It is really good. It does cost a fair bit, though, so I got it for, got it for free. Um, but, yeah. This should be new, Tom. <laughs> it's all good, though. Um, but I am well. It is... Uh, Wednesday morning when you listen to this, or probably, I don't know, or Tuesday night if you're really eager, because I do put it up then. But, um, yeah, we've got a few topics to chat around. Just fairly social media-y. Um, there was nothing happening in Team Box. Oh, actually, Team Box went and did a, uh, a podcast. I'm sure that'll be out at some point. Oh, yeah, mate, yeah. Is the podcast co- Team Box podcast comes out every Friday, so you've got just enough time to listen to this one before you can list that there one on Friday. You got, yeah, you got one on Friday that like, there's like some sort of round table thing going on. So go yeah, go have a listen. Li- it's a little bit more kind of prep orientated, a little bit more sort of Are you, you know. saying are you saying you're more prepared for that podcast than this one? Uh, no, I still just rock up to that oh, one. Right, I don't okay. I don't have to prepare anything <laughs> for it. Uh, other people do that. I just you, rock up. You've done the like most most podcasts out of all of them, so therefore you just well. Fly you know, in, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, they they say I'm a natural. I mean, <laughs> I, do, I, I mean, I don't I don't want to play up to it. Exactly, yeah. absolutely fine. But yeah, we got some topics as we in our pre-show meeting. It was it was high grade. There's some croissants. Got some coffee on the go. But I wish. Can you imagine? Oh, well, we, can you, I think we should probably do that. Get in a room, just burn mm-hmm. the midnight oil, put some load of topics together. Yeah, it probably mm. won't happen. But um, I will yep. be coming to ba- down to Bath if anybody's interested. I want to go to Bath over the Christmas. And I've already let Dan know this, but I haven't let him know the dates. But we will be there. Um, just drop to, in, mate. Yeah, just come down. Bath Christmas Market's apparently good. So Also really excited. I booked my Harry Potter trip. So we're going to Harry Potter Studios Well, in, in December when it's Christmas at Hogwarts. Or Woodward. It's going to be so good. Wow. <laughs> Should be amazing. I'm sure everybody else is Harry Potter fans on who's listening, basically. That um, pretty sad. Yeah, it's good. And, of course, the new Star Wars films are going to come out 
next month. Oh my god, like, it's like oh nerd Christmas. Yeah, looking forward to that. But yeah. I also went to watch Thor Ragnarok. Oh, cool! That I haven't seen really that. Really good. No. Is it good? That though? was really really good. Like I'm not um I I'm not a big into superheroes or Marvel or Justice League stuff like that. But um went with Steve and it was actually a very very good film. Regardless, even if you don't really like those sorts of films, the the storyline, like the everything, the acting is brilliant. Really really funny as well. So interesting so story that of that. My my sister did actually text me saying, "Have you seen the new Hulk film?" I was like, "All right." Um, I'm pretty sure that's a new Thor film. She was like, "Oh yeah, it is." All right. <laughs> Yeah, Hulk's in it. Like, Hulk's in it quite a bit, though, I believe. Um, yeah, but... he is, yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's not the new Hulk film, is it? No, okay, cool. She doesn't yeah. really get... She was just with her boyfriend. I think she got forced to go, basically. Um, but yeah, that's about that. All right, we've got real topics coming on, man. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, anyway. So, I can't remember his name off the... Was it Johnston? What? <laughs> he asked me about uh, being injury James James Johnston. Sorry, my phone's he came charged. to the, he came to a retreat and he drove all the way down from Scotland to Bath for the retreat. Now he's a hell, fucking that's, hero. That's committed. Yeah, that's a long What's way for people in Australia or or America. That's a long way. That's yeah, like, well, someone in America, that's like a probably a, a commute for your job. work. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but in England, that's a that's a fair old trek. And he, um, yeah, really really nice guy. Very very funny. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it was a good experience having him there. So yeah, yeah we'll we got, we happily got, answer his question. Yeah, I tried. Well, I answered a fair bit, and uh, you're probably wrong there. So I'm sure I was wrong. But um, we're going to talk about being injury prone because apparently uh, I didn't see the news. He, he basically broke news to me um, that there was a, a chap who uh, went down and died in uh, in Holland playing football. I I, I, hang on, hang on. I think there's a difference between being injury prone and dying. Oh no, no, no. They're, 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 these, obviously, that's not injury prone. That's that's this was heart failure of some sort. Or, yeah, or, that's a bit okay. different. So it was obviously really fucking tragic. Um, but you want yeah. to know? There was two separate questions in it. Basically, is injury prone a real thing? And what do I think about this heart failure stuff that's going on within young ah, young athletes? Okay. Um, yeah, basically, those are the two. Segregate them. Injury prone is not dying. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll cool. answer those separately. <laughs> yeah, um, and then what have we got? Um, I did post in the group uh, last week because I did catch up. So basically, I love Lou through proper man crush going on there. He's probably the best. Yeah, and yeah. He, he's he's amazing. And if anyone wants to laugh, there's no context Lou through. If you want to um, follow that yeah. page as well, it's That's absolutely good. fucking hilarious. You probably have to know what Lou through is about to follow it, and then you're like, oh, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, go go. Uh, he does all of his like documentaries. He's possibly the best documentary maker out there right now I would say yeah by a, a long way he's got the innate ability to kind of ask the question that everybody's thinking but not come across as offensive or not kind yeah. of piss anybody off and we're like oh shit yeah we're gonna find out that blah 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 but he's basically been doing he did um, a series called Dark States um, which was pretty decent so absolutely phenomenal um, which is all about the US and like drugs and gun crime and stuff like that but he, he just did one that's uh, in london um which was about anorexia and being sectioned in anorexia so i thought basically i'd just give it a little lowdown of what i took away from it to be honest i do have the bias of i uh, my girlfriend um is a health psychologist um so she does she, she knows a little bit and she's literally been in the clinic that he, he was in well that kind of saying so uh, that was a previous job so it's interesting to kind of get her view on that documentary she she thought it was brilliant so i was like all right it might be from that was my research kind of credible source um yeah she thought it was all right so i thought yeah why not i'll write a little post about it mainly because i was thinking about body power when uh 
<laughs> when we're doing it. For not for the right reasons as well, so which is yeah. ghastly. Um but yeah, and also we've got to talk about yogurt, apparently. Apparently we have to. Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah okay. Cool. Um <laughs> And we got some stupid things on the internet because both, well, I didn't get drawn in. Dan got drawn in and then he sent a screenshot. I don't know why. I don't know why. I had a moment of weakness. Basically, I can't, I can't Dan, Dan unlocked his trolling doors and, uh, yeah. And then he screenshotted it to me like early Saturday morning. And then I was, I was lying in bed and I was like, fine. I'll come. In. I was you just, just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm in, mate. Go. If you go first, I'll come in. I, um, I have developed my, my, the art of trolling though in the way that i'm not so much as a like a you're an idiot like you did you went in you're an idiot this is wrong i did not say i that. just i just asked a question <laughs> um which i knew he didn't have the answer for oh no uh, I, I did and, say you have not got one part of your statement correct that's why yeah, yeah yeah and, and you like, then, yeah. I, then i put another comment and i backed it up but not well because i can't spell so um, yeah yeah, you know, yeah that's, that's that, the, that that much was evident if, if, if i had a ghostwriter i'd be lethal so, you would be, but you'd be at the top. <laughs> you had a ghostwriter. It's what lets you down. It's so, why you did a podcast and not a blog. Yeah, exactly. That is literally <laughs> it. <laughs> I can speak, but cannot write. It's like maths. Yeah, absolutely fine. Do all that stuff. That's all biomech. Cool. Writing. Ugh. Yeah, you'll see. It's... Yeah. And and by the way, guys, for those of you who haven't seen Tom write, the fact that he thinks he's amazing at speaking just shows you how <laughs> bad he's writing. <laughs> Because he doesn't speak good either. So, <laughs> you know. I speak uh, unbelievably, mate. Um, yeah. All right, injury prone. Real thing? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, think... being weak is a thing, um, for one. Um, but we discussed this, and that was kind of my, my first answer is kind of like, no. Like, as a, like, if someone, if you point a gun to my head and say yes or no, is it a thing? I'd say, I'd say no. I think that it is just a weak, you're just weak in general and you need to be stronger. All the people who were injury prone when I was at football clubs were the people who were weak and never in the gym and that sort of stuff. Now, things like joint laxity will come into play a little bit. So if you've got particularly lax joints that are particularly um, mobile, that could cause problems potentially for being injury prone. Um, because they're not as stable. So therefore, if you put too much pressure on them, they could potentially dislocate or um, strain ligaments or, or anything like that. Um, and in terms of injury proneness... Is proneness a word? Probably not. No. But I, I don't claim to speak good like you, Tom. So. <laughs> um, in terms of being injury prone, I don't think it's as much of a thing as people think it might be. If that makes sense. I think people overplay it. Mm. I think it just comes down to the fact you're weak. You're weak through certain ranges of motion. Like I've seen footballers been like, oh yeah, but I've been in there squatting every day. I'm like, no, you've been quarter squatting with 40 kilos, mate. That's your problem. It's all you need to do for power output, mate. It's fine. Yeah, they're they're worried about their vert jumps. It's like you're not going through a full range of motion. You're not training your muscle through a full range uh, and therefore it's weak. Like that's, that's the reality here is that you've got a weak muscle. And I used to hate it when people were like, oh yeah, he's just got a weak point in his chain. Like fuck off. You're just weak. Like you can bullshit people all you want and claim all the certain things like he's weak for his chain or he's not athletic enough or whatever, but he's just weak. Like strength is the basis for so many physical movements and skills like power and all that sort of stuff. Power, speed, you know, the basis of that is good strength. Um, and Unfortunately, when people get injured, it's a byproduct of the fact that their muscles can't handle the force that's going through them. Pretty much, that's it. Um, 
and it's just frustrating to see people like yeah like you were saying tom like michael owen and people like this kind of saying oh yeah you know they were injury prone andy cowell's injury prone andy cowell's probably just a fucking idiot like he's in the papers enough right you just see that he's a fucking idiot and he goes out drinking loads so do you think his diet at some point probably not for one do you think then based on that information that his diet maybe isn't on point that perhaps he maybe doesn't train to the best of his ability potentially is he always rushed back from injury because they need to get him back fit potentially like has he been for enough strength training to get him back to a position where he's fully fit maybe not and i think the problem with like footballers and athletes and stuff is that they're so quick to get back fit that they aren't 100 percent fit so they aren't not they're not injury prone they're just not fully fit when they go back in there so they're of course more likely to become injured um but yeah and then tom you were gonna, you said something about um re-injury rates right of like certain areas so if so, you're doing yeah like there's 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 good Good amount of science. Just to double down on what Dan said about weakness, there's a reason why we do train full range of motion. Is because when even if you've got somebody who's super super flexible and they've got massive range of motion, you want to train pretty much all of that because they are a higher injury risk because they don't have any strength at the end of those ranges, so they're more likely to pull something. And vice versa, we still want to basically increase the range of motion for somebody who's really tight because if they go out forcibly out of that range of motion because they don't have much, then what's the chances of them? They're gonna basically snap. It's like pinging a, like an elastic band. That's the reason why you do that. Um, but yeah, there's there's good amount of research to suggest that I think it, especially with like I mean it's like big injuries. The people, the ones that go down like PCL, ACL, MCLs, or stuff yeah. like that. Like that's that's the ones that make papers. Um, I mean, I'm, don't quote me on this because I haven't got paper out in front of me. But I do know there's a re like a re injury rate. Of, there's a re injury risk, isn't there? Yeah, yeah re injury risk and re injury kind of of a, a particular muscle group that you may or or tendon or soft tissue that you have injured and the chances of you injuring it again are heightened if you mm. even if you follow your um absolutely perfect rehab plan and we're talking nutrition supplement like recovery all of mm. the lovely little exercises even even the even that k-tape um <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, that, that's basically holding you together. I mean, that's, so. what, that's what's going on there, right there. Yeah. Basically, just buy K-Tape, won't be injury-prone again. But, um, yeah, there, there, there is that risk of doing that because it is weakened. Um, there will be still be scar tissue there. That's that's a fact, absolute fact. It has to happen. You probably, like, for some of those big injuries, you're probably, like, six months to a year, I would have thought. Um, obviously, a physio can point me in the right direction there. They've probably done more. I de- didn't really do re-injury rates during my degrees or anything. But... Mm. Um, it's it's one of those where with with those footballers though that did injure themselves, so they had a you know ACR quite a common thing um, to to talk about is they would still be doing their rehab years after. Like they yes. they used to say to the players, right, you're doing this rehab now, this strength exercises for the rest of your career. Like this is just to make sure that you're in a good enough place to carry on training. Now, the people who re-injured their knees, in my experience, purely anecdotal, the ones that re-injured a weakened area. Well, the ones who fucked off their rehab, didn't eat enough protein and didn't get their diet on point, another thing. And second, and the third thing is that they didn't pay attention to all the little things they should have done before training, after training, to make sure that they were adapting as much as possible. Now, I agree that the, if you injure an area, it's more susceptible to injury. So if you, you rupture a hamstring, that hamstring potentially could be weaker for the rest of your life. But that does not mean you would stop training it. Or if it got a little bit sore from DOMS, you wouldn't just carry on training or carry on with stuff. Like you're trying to force an adaptation to make it stronger. The problem with football and, and athletes in general is that they're scared of 
pain and DOMS because it's a sign of, of, of pain and weakness and they work that muscle and they stop and they don't want to do it anymore. Um, so yeah, often the, the players who didn't re-injure their, their knees or you know muscles or anything like that were the ones who were dedicated in the gym, doing what they needed to do, taking the supplements, eating the right foods. And the ones that didn't and they re-injured them were the ones that were fucking around for want of a better term. And it was like the physios, would, they just knew, they could tell that there were going to be, you know, there were going to be repercussions. Um, like, there's a reason, right, when I was, again, when I was at Hull, um, a lot of the staff that were there were there when Jimmy Bullard was there. Um, and I know the story, but there is a reason that Jimmy Bullard re-injured his, his cruciate ligaments when he was, when he had him done and he went over and over again. And I, can tell you that it's nothing to do with the way he was probably training and it all to do with how professional he may have been like it's not like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work it out that those that are professional players that treat it as a profession will get back fit again those that fuck around piss around and make jokes might re-injure themselves more yeah. likely than those that don't so i think there's elements there you have to think about and kind of go right well is it injury proneness or is it just a lack of professionalism a lack of desire a lack of attention to detail and i would call it that more than being injury prone um and i think it that it's a mentality thing as well i think if you if you fall under the oh i'm just injury prone it's not my fault well yeah. then you know maybe you're bound to be injury prone with that attitude especially with the yeah i mean the psychology of it as well there there are aspects that we mean when i was at brentford obviously we, we get a lot of game film we look through that and it wasn't compulsory back then say five six years ago when i was there mm. but it probably is now I'd, I'd hope at every single club it's compulsory to look at your game and literally have a, a camera the camera that is on you and track everything that you do because the fact is um, as as much as you think football is a free-flowing game patterns happen and the way you play is to a pattern and you mm. play to that pattern every single time. So the chances are you're going to be faced with very, 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 very similar decisions during games all the time because of the way you've decided to play. Um, and that can be basically in, in a game, or whether it be anything, like American football, that's probably the, the, the obviously that's you're flying into each other, but still mm. patterns occur. You literally draw a, a route or route that you're going to kind of go. Draw a route. Draw a route. And then, <laughs> and then um, obviously, you've got to make that decision to basically follow that, or you make the decision to abort it and don't do that. So the chances are you are more trained to do that, uh, make the decision to follow it. But so sometimes, I mean, I think there's the biggest person within this you can probably watch him play is a chap called Jack Wilshire, who hangs onto the ball a lot and he gets taken out a lot. So the fact is that he probably would have looked back at his matches and basically he gets injured by tackles cover a lot. So it's it's a variable that is the other person. So it's not a variable he can control within his training, but it's a, a variable he can control within his psychology and decision making. So he can release the ball after he's beaten one person instead of beating four and then getting swiped out. So the fact is you can release at different times and your basically your decision making will have an impact in where you are on the pitch or what's happening during that. So I think that will lay into it big time. Um, it's something that we would have looked through like analysis-wise to see whether people make the correct decision. So you kind of zone in. You've got that pass on. You pass it that way. 
why didn't you look? You held on for it for two more seconds. You would have looked and saw, saw this chap over here and you could have played it that way. That's a decision that you've made not to do that. Mm. Okay, So that can happen. doesn't really happen in the gym, though. That's not talking physiologically. That's talking about somebody's mental capacity taking information, essentially. Um, whether that comes down to being professional and actually wanting to do your job, maybe. You hear a lot of quarterbacks, basically they're kind of seeing tape on the people every single time so they know what moves is everything's going to happen so they're so rehearsed they're more less likely to make a mistake and they're probably less likely to get injured crazy mm. it's crazy if you're more rehearsed that's why we train we rehearse we're rehearsing every single movement that we ever do it's cool that's what it's all about so injury prone yeah i think it's a, a, a kind of squiffy subject i think it's just a label for people that may be able to do something better. Or lots of things better. Lots of things better. Lots of variables. I just said there was a lot of variables. Um, it doesn't... Mm. There's so there's like physiologically, psychosocially, everything that you could do better, basically. Cool. All right, people... So I know of like Fabrice Moamba, Mark Vivian Foe within football. Mm. I realize we, we know football, guys that aren't in... Uh, football like followers but these are big guys that have had heart failures um fabrice wamba survived um might have even unfortunately didn't um, but these are probably big names that had heart failures and um yeah obviously muamba doesn't play football so he's retired from football at the age of like 24 maybe something like that um, yeah good player as well yeah good player so arsenal academy play for arsenal for a bit play for bolton all premiership so what do we think that is down to why would why would um, a young think, footballer have that kind of problem? I think the increased um, physical demands of the sport now compared to years ago, even compared to ten years ago, the physical demands are so much higher. Like pre seasons are getting tougher, testing's getting tougher, training every day is getting tougher, pre seasons are getting longer, off seasons are getting shorter, more and more games are being played. Um, and I think when you go back 10 years, certainly, but you've definitely 20, 30 years, like it's a million miles away from what it used to be like. And I think that the sheer volume of the amount of, um, you know, things that happen like, um, training intensity being very, very high. I'd imagine years ago, it was a bit more like one day a week. It was maybe high. Whereas nowadays it's kind of three, um, you know, a lot of emphasis on recovery days rather than days off. So a lot of clubs will get their players in, days after games to recover and it's like you know all this sort of stuff and they kind of train a lot um and there's an emphasis now on training in their off season as well to be fitter and stronger playing more, like i said playing more games uh, but not only that but the games now they play they run further they run faster they start more they stop more their heart rate's higher for longer um and that's probably a factor in it um but fundamentally it's genetics that is the is the reason these guys have got a problem um, the environment just triggers it. So, you know, previously maybe there was lots of people with these genetic problems, but they weren't playing at that high enough intensity or physicality um, that they that kind of kind of clicked it and made it kind of happen. Um, that would be my assumption anyway, because having been in you know cardiac screenings when they do them, like they're very very thorough. Now, um, this is not by any stretch of the imagination, my experience, this is just, I'm just throwing it out there as an idea, but there's also an element of if you're a footballer and you were told you had this problem, 
and you had a fifty thousand pound a week contract sat in front of you signed for four years um would you want to know for, yeah. i don't know i'm asking the question would you want to know would you want to just carry on would you sign it away not caring because you've got a decent financial future for your family um like these are some really weird questions but like there's a fundamental thing there of do some of them like Fabrice Mamba obviously was very very lucky you know he survived but um you know you tell you try telling a 16 17 year old kid that they've got a heart condition that may or may not happen or may or may not lead to anything um and they can't play the game they love for the rest of their life I think that's that's a bit of a you know conundrum so I, I don't really know to be honest like whether it's a it's obviously a genetic thing um but I just think you know there's some things that tests can't pick up right they're just these things you can't literally go into someone's heart there's only so many scans and things you can do in the human body but um you know on the face of it I think a lot of them you know when they get their kind of autopsies back they kind of say you know there's nothing that anyone could have done there's no scan that would could have tested this this was just it was just happened there's nothing we could have done um so yeah i don't know if it is just the more the more physical nature of the sport now yeah i feel like the medical professionals whose job it is to pick this stuff up would have picked it up if they could they're not going to put that person's life yeah. at risk at no. all that's not in their game so i think yeah <laughs> It's just an underlying issue that is either not been picked up and then their environment has made it worse and they maybe haven't been retested as regularly as maybe they need to um, if there was a risk but maybe that was some that would be something that perhaps they start doing on the more regular every six months that they put through every everybody through a medical and um, yeah. in my experience at Brentford they didn't put everybody through a medical every year so just generally they don't so it didn't really matter so maybe that's something like an interventional thing that they can start doing though if you work in football that might already be being done i'm sure we could reach out to somebody that does mm. um but yeah i think it's it's sad but i think it's down to genetics and luck like you pick the wrong thing to do i think it's one of those where yeah like like i said like we me or you tom could have it right but because we're not and, and it, you know it, may, it might require you to to perform exercise at that level i thought you meant me or you could like play sport at an exceptional oh, level. No, we're, we're lacking the talent the fundamental talent yeah, to do yeah, that the fundamental yeah. <laughs> no but i'm saying like if we you know we could have the condition genetically but it might require you to your heart rate to exceed 190 beats a minute yeah. for two hours a day for five years of your life like consistently and we just don't do it right but these guys do so it's not to say that you know it's it's something that we don't not many people have it could just be that unfortunately like you know these guys are just pushing themselves that hard that you know i certainly get nowhere near that i get a lift in my building i didn't even get anywhere near 90 never mind 100. <laughs> um, uh, yeah i i forcibly take the stairs sometimes but that's only because i don't want to be in the lift with somebody else because it's awkward yeah well i live on a top yeah. floor and we have to climb oh yeah you have to go upstairs right three, yeah i've been three, to your five five flights of stairs i get to the top after picking my shopping up i'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cardio i'm up yeah. i'm up about 90 to 100 steps yeah but i have a lift I lift and you lift Pet, penthouse in it all the way to the top <laughs> just to the top it's fine yeah, yeah it's just there no not penthouse but yeah it's a weird weird scenario i still think it's really mm. odd let's break this uh i mean it's quite quite deep talk dan let's break it up with some yoga. Yeah. Let's have some yogurt, mate. Yogurt chat. 
Yogurt, yeah. And so we, Amy we can come back to Louis this. through afterwards because yeah. That's Amy asked weird. Amy asked about yogurt. She's like, oh, we still need to do best yogurts, and we were like, well, yeah. I mean, like natural yogurt is natural yogurt, right? It's kind of like <laughs> high protein, low fat. Like the skier one that we've got over here is pretty good. I quite like the skier one. Think, it's a little bit creamy. I think you need to pronounce that correctly though, as well. Skier, 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 skier. Well, so how do you say how do you say the 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 other one, the Greek one? Because it's actually supposed oh, to be that's mad, far, though, isn't it? Farhi, Yahi, Farhi, Farhi. Farhi. It says phage, phage like yeah. sage, <laughs> um, But I don't like Scoop. that one. It's not that. It's not that creamy. It's got a funny texture to it. Um, the, and the, in in the light of the skur, I like skur, but skur. They, I kind of exclusively drink the. Like, I do have the drinking yogurts. You probably see me Instagram yop quite You're a lot. Such a child. I like yop, but but all of these brands do drinking yogurts, which are like twenty grams of protein plus. Yeah, and their their calories aren't too bad. They're probably near the two hundred mark, so you can quite happily walk to work and have one. So, you need two of them though, right? To get your protein in. Probably, yeah. But yeah, that's fine. Breakfast four hundred. Bam, straight yeah. in. Little yeah. snack in. No, I'm not having a go. I'm saying it's good. But yeah, it's nice. It's good. But they're actually quite tasty. So the, the, you've got skew that do their one, which is, but if you have the normal potted one, skew is is a little bit like meh. It's quite, I don't know, coarse and I don't know. The fruit doesn't sit very well, I don't feel. But if the mixed in one, the drinking one, is good. Um, right. And then you can get Arla, which I actually feel like a child when I have because it's the little pouches. But it's still 20 grams of protein in the pouch. It's great. But I feel I like... Mean, yeah. yeah, but it, it's got... You can't miss it. It's got fucking 20 grams on it, sitting on it. And it's just yeah, like, they do the, the, the pots as the well. The pots has got 20 grams. I don't yeah. like it. It's, too, it's like it's cheesy. I'm not a huge... Right. But, no. but, but, the, the, but there's the drinking one. But it's really hard to get it out of that sucky thing. The bottle's better than the sucky thing. Yeah. But Top Waitrose, Waitrose and Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's taste a difference. And Waitrose, like, taste a difference range. Cheaper than Fahi, yeah. but loads, loads nicer, creamier, better texture. Call it Phage, fucking hell. I know, I'd call it Phage. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, like, I don't really know what else to say about yogurts, really. I mean, obviously, we all prefer them with loads of sugar and fruit in them, but that yeah. defeats the object of them. Fine. Like, it's not really what Crank it's about, is it? some Muller Corners, and then we'll, we'll be fine. But... Well, I had one the other day. It was incredible. I can't remember what it was. A passion fruit and raspberry, maybe? Okay. I fried it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like they do, yeah, they do all sorts over here. But um, they're the best ones. I mean, we're still the reason we got into this conversation. I think was because I, I I sent a message to Halo Top and I was like, "When the fuck are you coming to the UK? Like, when are we getting Halo Top? Seriously, <laughs> it frustrates the fuck out of me. Like, ice cream tub, three hundred and twenty calories in a whole tub of ice cream. Give it to me now. Bring it over here now. Like, you'd sell you'd sell millions. Yeah, you would. I'll be the distributor. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll do it. I don't understand why they're not here. They're in America and Australia, the two other places. Really? You think? You think? Well, yeah, natural, natural market would be us as well. Get over here, mate. We're all fat. That's ridiculous. On on a side note, I put a poll out today. Stuffing. Should you wear a hat or not? No. no. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was about stuffing. Oh, I voted on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said yes. Oh, absolutely oh, yeah. ludicrous that people who didn't vote yes. Mm. Um, absolutely. But Henry, Dun- Henry Dunmore voted no. He always votes no. <laughs> he, always the, he always does the exceptional thing. Yeah, just to, just to see all. Um, no, it was, it was heavily in favour of all year. But I'm just going to kill the people who said just said for Christmas. 
Um, yeah, it's awful. Definitely, stuffing is absolutely advocate all year, all year round. It is absolutely phenomenal, and not that high in calories. Again, it is something that you can kind of have. It's amazing. To get that, mm. oh, it's good. All right, let's have some serious chat again. We deserve it. So Lou Theroux, um, we did explain a little bit of him. Um, awesome chap. If you're not from England, I don't know if you would know of him that much, but I did post the BBC iPlayer link up. Um, but obviously, if you're not in England, you probably can't watch that because you need a TV license over here because we're crazy. Um, mm. Yeah, so go look him up. I can't remember. I think it was like Talking to Anorexia or something like that. That was uh, the title. I'm sure you'll find it. It's literally been last week it was out. Just Google that and you'll find it on, on your your favorite streaming service. Um, but go watch it, I think, if you've got a view on – or if you're into nutrition at all or if you just fancy a nice documentary because basically it outlined to me during that um, I mean, I, I haven't taken that much interest in, I've got to be honest, because nutrition is not my thing. Um, but I know I haven't really been around people with eating disorders, um, so I don't really know of it that much. So it was quite interesting to watch, and the facts that I just took away, I wrote on the post that it was more of like a... It was just all psychological. It was very... Obviously, the disorder is malnourishment, but it was nothing to do with their nutrition habits. The fact is that they share nearly all of the same nutrition habits as bodybuilders and elite bodybuilders to that. They're so like caught up in the, well, in terms of how they track foods or doing being able to say no to stuff, etc. like that. But it was a hell of a lot more about self-worth and how they needed some sort of professional. Obviously... It, you click with a professional. Obviously, um, Amy on our group uh, posted about her story, and and she clicked with the right professional after a while. But she clicked with a person that is, knows what they're doing and could help her. So that which is, which is great, which is what we want. You want to search out somebody that actually knows about the topic, which brings me back to um, the body power discussion, which Dan was on the uh, on the round table for, and. There was somebody who asked that he, I think he had a client that had an eating disorder of some sort, or maybe he had been approached by somebody who'd had one. And yeah. on the table, um, I think you just said no. You were like, refer out straight away. It's the fact is you need to hook them up with the best person available and the best po- person possible for that Yeah, because that's, that's the correct answer. Because <laughs> that is the correct answer. Yeah. And there, there's, there is no other there answer. There is no other answer to that yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. I don't care well, who you except are. Except for two people. Two people decided it wasn't, but no. whatever. <laughs> the shack called Ben decided it uh, was not the correct answer. And he said, why not try and help them? I was like, you don't help them because you don't know. And it's not in your scope of practice. It's not in my scope of practice. It's not in Dan's scope of practice. It's not really in a dietitian's scope of practice because it's a psychological disorder. And the fact that's it, they should a dietitian should work with a psychologist. That's, that's a team of people that know about the subject, not one person solely. Um, which hopefully the the chap got from your side of the uh, stage. Um, which I thought was crazy. So Phil Learning actually tried to bring in somebody to talk about that in the ACA. I think it's really important that they do because I'm sure it's it's becoming more prevalent with social media. Um, I think like positive stories like Amy um, should discuss it. 
because it's 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 like a weird taboo subject to discuss as well. Um, I guess if we raise them, if you're raising awareness of it, then surely people will then discuss it more and actually be aware of how to help. Basically, mm. um, I mean, what I wouldn't what do, the, what I wouldn't do is say go for a coffee or go for a walk with them. That's what I'd say not to. No, well, just let everyone know. The, the chances are they probably had that before. If they haven't, um, just, the, just the, the, it's just the arrogance to think that as a nutritionist that you could affect and help someone who has a psychological problem like 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 you've said tom from yep. watching that program you realize how psychological it is it's nothing to do with food, food necessarily and um it's like you know it's the equivalent of someone going oh my friend's depressed what would you recommend well go and see you know a professional a doctor and the equivalent of them is that is their advice is oh just um just tell them to like put themselves together and like just get just cheer up yeah brilliant mate that's that's not that's, how that's it works right. that's stupid but like that's the equivalent, isn't it? It's just ridiculous. And it's just, yeah, like I said, it's the arrogance. And yet, and these are the same sort of people, by the way, who will happily say that doctors are out of their scope of practice giving out nutrition advice. Happily. Yeah, they yeah, happily yeah, yeah. say doctors, you know, giving out crap advice and all this sort of stuff. And it's just like swings and roundabouts, really. And it's just knowing your box and knowing, you know, where you, where you belong and where your scope of practice is. And it's just well without your, it's well outside of your scope of practice, like to, to be in that position. Um, and it and it's frustrating it, it, because you know assuming as well, I'm going to assume that these people as well would have taken money off these people to help them. They're not going to do yeah. it for free, right? So you're now charging them for a service you can't even provide. You can't do it, but you're taking their money off them to try and help. And I just think that is the worst bit of it. Is it's like, <laughs> oh yike, talk about having no morals. But yeah, it's it's frightening. It's just frightening that in this day and age we have nutritionists think that they can help with that sort of thing and. Like I say, we're lucky enough to be surrounded by people who um, are, you know, the right way inclined <laughs> and would would say the right thing and do the right thing in that situation. Yeah. Um, and luckily now, through like you say, through Phil, we now know of someone who we can recommend people to if we ever Absolutely. needed to. Yeah. Um, because again, that's that's a that's a big problem. Like I'm not going to lie. Like Amy said in the group, right? She said that um, she was. She went through a couple who she didn't click with, didn't really get on with, and didn't, you know, they didn't really understand it, or whatever. And I think that's that's probably understandable. I can imagine there are people who, you know, you don't click with and stuff. So, um, you know, we were saying that where do you go? Like I, I was saying this the other day. I think oh, I think we went there, and after the 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 talk, I think I chatted to Steve or something. I was like, Actually, where where do we like? Where would you go? You wouldn't just send them off and go go find someone. You'd have to yeah. go. You'd have to help find them. And now we have that referral network to go. Right, actually, we know someone. I think I spoke to Rich Senewald, and we we're like, now we know someone. I was like, can you give me your email address so if I ever had an issue, I ever thought that there was an issue, I've got someone that I can go. Right, this is someone that I know of who I people I who people I trust. Um, they know her, they trust her, so I'm happy and I'm cool with that. Um, having that referral network, um, yeah, just baffling, isn't it? But. I mean, yeah, I, I do need to watch the program to be fair, but I can I can only imagine what it was like, and, and like you say, from what you've told me, it sounds like you know my view on the subject would not change. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you know going into it, I would I would have had that assumption anyway. Yeah. Um, it just kind of drove it home. Obviously, I didn't agree when it was being talked about at Body Power, um, and then obviously Vicky, my partner, works within that field and has worked within a clinic for children with eating disorders. Um, so I've had kind of, kind of, I don't know whether it's not first-hand, it's, been, it's like second-hand experience of what she's told me throughout her days being there. Mm. So I know, I know what she goes through. 
Mm. I can't imagine because obviously that that room is filled with people who have gone through the right education to get there. Um, hopefully, know what they're doing. Just if you don't know, if you haven't to refer mm-hmm. out and ask other nutritionists what to do, then you're probably in the wrong room. Just just saying it out there. No. Yeah, yeah, going into a different room. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> End of that, Dan. Yeah. Right, we've got one more thing to talk about. Obviously, we have got stupid things on the internet. Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet this week. Mm. Is, uh, somebody, I think it was, was it a guy, Rob? He, uh, Rob, he, it was, he, yeah. he, he basically just planted a seed, set his rod out to you, put it out there, kind it of, kind of was... jiggled it around like a fly fish kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. then he was like, oh. Oh, oh, we got a meat. Yeah, we got, got a meat. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I was just, I think I was just sat on the sofa and there's nothing on TV and I was doing nothing. <laughs> and he said, and I had this message and it was like, oh, what's this all about? This guy's banging on about this. I thought it was all to do with energy balance. And I was like, well, yeah, Rob, you listen to the podcast. I was like, you, you know, you know it is. What, what's confusing about what he said? And he's like, oh, well, I just, I thought that's what it was all about. And I was like, well, there it is. And I read the post and this guy's there banging on about, um, I can't even remember now. I'll get it up. Um, about sugar being bad, I think it was. About insulin. <laughs> um, about how you can... Oh, no, what was it? Um, no, it was about insulin sensitivity. Yeah, oh, that was it. Insulin sensitivity, yeah. And it was just like, he was chatting about insulin sensitivity. And I was like, mate, you don't even test insulin sensitivity. Like, how the, f- how the fuck are you testing that? Like, you're not in a lab. And, uh, and, the, and the long and short of it was basically, he was like, yeah, you can tell with calipers, you just... Um, check you know hormonal function of yeah. loads of different things by getting calipers on someone's body and i was just like i'm out at this point i was like i'm done but then seb got involved tom got involved a few people got involved and he basically trod the line of oh well if that's what you think that's fine but i know better so i'm yes. gonna go with what i do and i'm like yeah. no that's not how this works mate but anyway so, i got pretty quick i realized i'd been caught and i'd been got and i was like no yeah. what am i doing I'm like, <laughs> stupid and i stopped straight away um, but i just questioned him on um i just said so how are you assessing insulin sensitivity um i didn't really kind of like call him out too much and then the other guys kind of went in on him and i just felt well you know he's he's down and out let's just leave him to it but um just some real I mean, fucked up i i got told that i need to open my mind um, oh, i was yeah. too i was too close-minded open your mind to charles poliquin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like oh you've quoted him sorry i didn't realize that we we're, we're, we're talking about this um <laughs> okay yeah skin calipers t- that what's the metric they they measure oh body fat and you're talking about them measuring mm. insulin well, they just, no they don't actually measure, measure body fat oh, they measure just, skin folds skin folds yeah that's it so that yeah. you you might interpret into something else, which he yeah. obviously did. Um, so I was just very. I was just like, so you you track your insulin levels with your clients? Clearly, um, we tr- I track calories with them um, usually. So and weight, but I was just, it just doesn't. It was just absolutely mad. So basically, the premise of the post was why can some fitness people, using air quotes there, um, eat whatever they want. And he was like, because they can, because they they can keep their insulin levels down. Okay, you can eat starchy food whenever they like. Nothing. No. Nothing about no. they move a hell of a lot more than ever any other people. Oh, such a fucking idiot! Like and the chances are, when they post on, like I don't know, when they're eating out, they they know what they're eating and they're not eating that for the whole day. Yeah, because when a fitness person posts a picture of a burger, it's like once in a blue moon, whereas when you post it, you post it every <laughs> single day. So, like, yeah, there's that. But there's also the fact that he just didn't even consider energy balance. And there was, like, 
yeah, why can how can fitness people eat more junk food or or eat more food? Because they move more and they train more and they're on their feet more and they burn more calories. Like, it's nothing to do with fucking insulin sensitivity or whatever it was he was banging on about. And yeah, it was just like one of those. I don't know why. I literally, I'm a, a moment of weakness. I'm dieting. I must have been hungry or something. I just, <laughs> shit. And so I just I'm decided not, to go in. I'm not sure whether the stupid thing on the internet is this guy or you. Because you, you broke your rule of trolling. And you were I like, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, I, I, did, I, I still wouldn't call it a, a, a full-on troll. Because I didn't like have a go at him. I just basically put, how are you measuring insulin sensitivity? After I'd asked him, it's actually... I basically didn't question him. I just said it's actually more to do with energy balance and energy expenditure than it is to do with insulin sensitivity. And so that's not really, not really horrible. I just told him he was wrong. And then after that, he asked something and I put, oh, how are you measuring insulin sensitivity? That's all I asked him. And he just didn't answer me and he carried on with you. By that point, I think you'd got in on him. So yeah. he was probably a bit, um, taken aback, I'm sure. Oh. He's probably never that many comments on a, on a post of his in, in his life. <laughs> Because you know he talks so much shit, but yeah, I don't know. He's got his he's got his clients, and he so they'll be tracking that. Oh, mm. <laughs> All right, um, I think we'll we'll leave that there, mate. Um, there's nothing you need to chat about. You got your retreat weekend, retreat next weekend, next weekend. All right, so mm-hmm. people also got time to prepare oh, yeah. themselves for damn meat retreat. Um, mm-hmm. and it's the whole team box retreat. I'm sure it is. Um, it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be there. Not What's, what, what happens? What happens at the retreat? Um, so basically, so loads of people come to stay in a big house in Bath that we rent out for everyone. So we have loads of our clients, have to be a client to come to it, mm. all come and stay in a big house together. And they spend three days with us, basically training in the gym, little nutritional seminars. We take them around Bath. We show them around the city, we go out for some food, go out for some drinks just have a really, really good fun weekend with people, like-minded people who are just <laughs> really want to learn about training and nutrition. Um, and everyone absolutely freaking loves it. So it's, uh, it's always a good laugh. And, and no doubt there will be some coaches who will be drunk. So that'll be fun. That will be fun. I'm sure they'll have a couple of drinks on that Saturday night. Um, and yeah, yeah, training is always good fun. And yeah, it's just, just really good to, I think it bridges that gap nicely between online, offline training. Um, so, you know, you get to meet the people you train in and, and go over, you know, form and technique and just build a good relationship with them. Um, it's always, you know, it's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. James, so James, who the guy asked the question before, I think he got really pissed off on Saturday night. I think. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. And I think he had to drive back on the Sunday pretty hungover. I don't think he was looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Fair enough. Hmm. Bounce yeah. happen, and it absolutely bounce happen. Cool. All right. Um, is, is it you going on with you, Tom, in the penthouse, or you know, made yeah. any more dollar recently, or any more yeah. dollar? No. Interesting clients taking on two referrals, physiotherapy, the second phase physiotherapy to me. So look at that, referred out. Um, yeah, mm. interesting. Nothing else to be honest. Nothing's going on. I just had uh, Dan will be very proud of me. Literally had I've, in the last ten days. I've been out four times um, drinking. That is. So I went to a really cool cocktail bar. I'm big. I like cocktails. Really cool. Yeah. Um, Spot the man with the cat. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good. Was, Thank you very much. Uh, oh, it was a place called Cahoots. If you're ever in London, there's a place called Cahoots. Awesome. It was like so. It's a disused underground station in uh, in Kingley Court in Soho. And yeah, it was really fun. Also, funny story. What's happened over the last uh, couple of weeks, if you're if you're into the podcast this long. So everybody knows what the the firm called Uber. 
I'm guessing people know what Uber is. Um, yeah, so I, I used Uber, um, I think not this week, but last week, um, and uh, <laughs> on the way home. So my girlfriend decided to throw up in the cab. And this is not. This is the second time this has happened. My, my sister threw up on my account um, before in a cab, but I stayed and helped the chap uh, kind of clean up. Um, only got charged about sixty-five quid for that. That was a bit ridiculous. Um, and then this time, so he charged me forty quid for the journey, and then straight away they charged me one hundred and ten pounds cleaning fee um, for throwing up in your cab. I thought that was quite ridiculous. <laughs> well, the lesson there, Tom, is don't let your girlfriend throw up your yeah, cab. Yeah, basically. Um, don't, get, don't get a cab with your girlfriend. Um, or don't use my account, essentially. So I'm on hiatus from Uber right now because uh, as soon as that £110 came out, um, my bank um, thought it was fraud <laughs> and cancelled the payment. So there is £110 that did not go out, but Uber think it did, which is quite fun. So, but my, Strong. but my, uh, going on my Uber account, I can't use it. I also have the worst rating in the world now. Uh, it's like I've, I've had two people throw up on my account, so I'm clearly not. I'm pro- probably below four. Um, so, you should probably just deregister yeah, just, that email address. I was just, just like, um, I'm gonna stop using this and start using black caps. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, ludicrous. So, no, I'm sorry, like, a few months they won't be able to. They won't I know. I, I was like, it's all right. They'll they'll be they'll be thrown out of London soon, so that'll be all right. So I'm on a permanent hiatus from Uber. Um, if anybody wants to start using my taxi, they just had a uh, like uh, they just over the last weekend it was all half price. I didn't even know. Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, it was really good. But yeah, Uber. I'm, apparently, I might owe you 110 pounds. But I also uh, I thought it was ludicrous that there was that much. So I screenshotted and looked up a valet service, and I said I will pay you 60 pounds to go to this uh, valet service because it is the most fancy one I could find in Chelmsford. And uh, this, that's how much it costs to go to the valet service. I was like, I'll give you that. That's absolutely fine. Um, mm. And they refused. So that was there's, a, there's a shock. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I thought I put in the effort. Is it not more due to the fact that they can't then go and do more jobs as well? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. It's the cleaning yeah, fee. So... And then, but it was a late. It was probably the last trip he was going to do. So, Well, you would say that, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. I just thought I'd done it before. And I was like, meh, it's fine. I gave him a tip. I cashed you it. Fucking know, fucking know, I, you fucking <laughs> But I didn't know. I didn't know that that had happened until Sunday evening. This was the Saturday night, and mm. Vicky didn't tell me. So, which is nice, right? <laughs> I was in the front chatting to him. Lovely. I was being quite nice, and I was like, "It was nice." I gave him a little tip, and then uh, yeah, unfortunate. So those are the life of times with me um, over the last couple of weeks because two birthdays back to back is not a good good thing to happen. So basically, I'm basically no, no just out of commission for two weeks between October and November. Well, there you go. And if people hadn't switched off before, they definitely have <laughs> so, Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you later, we'll guys. We'll catch see you, you next week, week guys.